0: Forgotten God Flicks, oh, episode 100. Friend Blink.
1: Rise and shine. Well, he hears everything. I've been waiting for you.
0: Raising spirits from the dead by incantations, right? Wait.
1: I've just never seen anything like this in 20 years.
0: And welcome to the 2013 Spooky Flicks Fest! <laughs> Fangoria TV's Professor Griffin here, proudly presenting stories for when the lights go out. The night Creatures It's a classic tale. Boy loses parents. Boy meets a tall man. Boy finds himself plunged into a twisted world of low-budget 1970s special effects and a mortuary packed with killer spheres and really, really angry Jawas! Yes, as I'm sure most of you have guessed, tonight's exhibition is Phantasm, Don Coscarelli's nightmarish descent into late-night tunes. <laughs> so, night creatures, dim the lights and get ready for tonight's classic fright film from the 70s. Let's join our heroes, Mike and Jody, Reggie, the guitar-strumming ice cream-selling hippie, the lady in lavender, and the infamous tall man himself, Angus scrim. Prepare yourself for Phantasm from 1979. And remember, if this one doesn't scare you, you're already dead. (laughs) Rest in peace, night creatures.
2: (laughs) Rest in peace indeed. Welcome to not only the third installment in this year's Spooky Flicks Fest, but Oh, CD subsiding. Episode 100. Jason, (laughs) it's finally here. By the way, guys, a new other announcement. uh, We are quitting the show after this episode. Um, This is really the only reason we came back.
3: We're just trying to get here. Actually, we're not even finishing the show. Yeah, bye. That was just,
2: we technically wanted to just be able to say episode 100. We did it. Bye. Screw it. We're done. done. And out. (laughs) So, yes, I am Joel. This is me, compatriot, me, amigo, me abuelo ah oh. did i call you my grandfather i think i just did jason yeah, which is pretty close because you are old enough uh jason who is really the heart and soul of i really i got nothing i was gonna say the that's show, it that's all right that, thank you very uh, much thank you very much
3: um It is fantastic to be here uh, on episode 100, and uh, you and I talked about this before. We've done quite a bit of bonus material and extra stuff, so the number of actual breakout episodes is more than 100, but this is our 100th official episode, and I gotta say, uh, over the, the past three years, I never thought we'd get here. Not because I thought we'd stop, but it just
2: seemed so far away. Well, because you realized who you were doing the podcast with. I was and like, Jesus, he's yeah,
3: going to lose interest like, sooner or later. The, there,
2: there's no way that guy is oh. going to see a squirrel and it's done. But here's, <laughs> here's the real key, folks. To celebrate episode 100 with us. Oh, yes. Is a guy who I, and I'm not just saying this to blow smoke, Doug, I am a fan of. He <laughs> is the host of crazy creepy cool movies i was gonna do it like you have it on the crazy creepy cool movies and <laughs> and never seen it and the twilight zone one which i'll be quite frank with you i haven't really listened to even though i do yeah, love twilight zone but it's mainly just okay. because trying to keep up with all that is would drive me insane and then <laughs> I, uh, actually doug was on our show uh last uh I'm yeah, totally blanking a, on what the heck the show was called. Spooky Flicks Fest. No, he, he, yes, he is a speak, uh, Spooky Flicks
3: Fest alum. Yes, with yes,
2: Pet Cemetery.
4: Had you been on before that? No, Pet I, Cemetery was the first. But I had called uh, to criticize you about Spooky Flicks right. Fest 2012. I think. I right. What was the criticism? Uh, that none of point. the uh, films were
2: Halloween. They Halloween that's right. Yes.
3: That's. And right. remember when you called him like a
2: big dumbass? Yeah, yeah but it said, was no, no, make- no, no. I did that off the air, Jason. <laughs> Oh, no, sorry. No. <laughs> oh, what? All of a sudden, it gets really awkward. Crickets. I need a cricket sound. Effect. No. Uh, uh, yes, Doug. Yeah, he was on um, episode eighty-three, right? When we
3: talked about uh, Pet Cemetery.
4: Yes. Uh huh. Absolutely.
2: Yes. There so that go. was that was good. And and I've come to conclusion, Doug. I listened to your found footage films podcast, which may it rest in peace. Yes. Uh, here's the thing. I'm not a huge. I'm not a hater. But found footage films, but I'm not a lover. Like I, if it's a good movie and it happens to be in that genre, I'm cool. with it. Like I like the first Paranormal Activity, uh, but I, I, I find that I'm pretty sure. And I, and I said this to you in the in the message. You were my cinematic doppelganger, a gonger. Yes, because there are th- <laughs> like first off when you did crazy, creepy, cool movies and you had the commander. As soon as I heard the beginning of the, I was like, oh my gosh, she has Commander USA. I have, yes. this is all. Awesome. So right off the bat, <laughs> brownie points, and then a lot of the ways as you're as you're talking about it, because just to give everybody an idea, crazy, creepy, cool movies, especially never seen it is Doug and his wife. And you want to tell them what her her uh, handle is?
4: Hot Pink Heather is uh, what yes. we call
2: her. And my wife and is Heather as well. I don't really call her hot pink, but yes, it is <laughs> <laughs> just hot. Just, just hot. hot. Exactly. And so <laughs> they they actually it's cool. Their show is all about. One of the two of them, and it typically seems to be you, Doug. Uh, yeah, hasn't seen the movie that they're going to talk about, so it's their first time watching. And the other person maybe grew up with it and loved it, and that's a fun show. And I also really enjoyed it when you had your intern on with you too. That was great. Never oh, seen yeah. Aliens,
4: uh, kids today. Anyway, uh, he, and and he walked out of Goonies. If I could, if I could
2: just say well, this. Well, I'm not gonna. Oh, I'm not gonna hate oh. on him exactly for that one. We yeah. oh, okay? Well, well, I'm a Monster Squad more than a Goonies guy. He,
4: he walked out of it. He, when they got to the restaurant, he said, I can't handle any more of this and left. And was it because, said,
2: was it because the kids kept screaming all their lines? What, what was his beef? I don't remember. <laughs> he just, he thought it was boring. Oh,
3: uh, yeah. how yeah. And
4: he? I, uh, 23, I think. Yeah. Oh uh,
2: <laughs> well, yeah. He's not here to defend himself. So, <laughs> so, so, so the, the, um, I was going somewhere and my thought. Oh yes. So you On your crazy, creepy, cool movies, it's more about you trying to document your memories of all these movies you grew up with, primarily movies from like the 70s into the 80s. And you do some into the early 90s, right? Yes. uh But like when you hit on movies like strays. Yeah. And it's not just that I know you're it's like I remember watching it. You know, I don't think I saw it as young as you were when you said you saw it, but still really enjoyed it. So I, I find that a lot of your thought processes and I don't know who this is scarier for you or me that you go through and in, in how you remember the movies and what you focus in on and how you the way you get philosophical about. It, I I love it. Great, love your show. Crazy group of cool movies, folks. Check it out.
4: Oh, thank you very yeah. much. Really, really appreciate it. And it doesn't scare me too bad that our thought processes, are uh, processes, processes <laughs> uh, yeah, are I'm not, yeah,
2: yeah. I don't really know. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> if your yes. pinky is in the air. That's- yeah, yes, yeah. Your pinky is yes. So, I uh, I will also to to continue. The the litany of coolness that is the episode 100. Not only do we have Mr. Doug McCoy here, but I wanted to tell Jason that one of our listeners who you have touched base from time to time with uh, via the Facebook page, Nathan Scott Little. I believe he's a friend of Hammond. Mm-hmm. He has is writing a novella. I he called it a novelette, but, you know, novella, novelette, whatever. And. He is doing it on, I believe, let me make sure I got the name of the site right. It's Wattage. No, Wattpad. <laughs> yeah, wattage. Yeah, Joel, like a bulb. Wattpad. <laughs> and it's it's cool because the idea is that you, and I'll tell you what, here's the key. And the other thing I love about you, Doug, it, One you you do it a lot better than we do, even though we do try to keep ourselves honest with it, is one of your big things is with your show is you try not to be snarky and yes. petty about when a movie has issues. Let's just put it that way. Yes, and I don't always succeed, but no, I No, I know you're uh, you you Herculean effort is what you give it. We, on the other hand, occasionally sometimes we can't help it. Uh, what was the one we were the, like, the s- most snarky about, Jason? Was it Caveman? I don't know. I think I couldn't hold back on that one. That one I just couldn't take. But oh no, a Gnome named Gnome was no, but <laughs> no, but I actually got into de- I, I defended that one a little bit. Remember, like yeah. one of us usually tries to take the de- like even we traded
3: I think Caveman. Yeah, I think Caveman was probably the one we were both. But that the was most... the li- Was that
2: the last one we did before our break, dude? To be fair. <laughs> I think it was, Uh, but anyway, that's one of the things I love is that Doug is very good about being fair because you know, look, movies are hard to make, even the bad ones, and um, and I put anybody who's willing to put themselves out there, which is coming back to Nathan, he is doing a story called Fractured. And the whole point of Wattpad is, is you put it on there from inception. So it's like rough draft and you work through it and you have people who follow it and give you feedback. And so it's, it's very much, you know, typical, you know, interactive social media kind of thing. But here's the cool part, Jay. He named characters after us. (laughs) He sent me a message. I want to make sure it's okay, guys. I'm like, have you met our egos? Come on, buddy. Of course it's okay. (laughs) And the best part is wait for it. Okay. I'm well, first off, just a quick overview of the story is about a it's kind of an outbreak kind of vibe. You know, it, it reminded me of the crazies, actually, when he when I read the little synopsis, uh, if you've seen either Ramiro version or the one with Timothy Oliphant, which wasn't horrible for a remake. I don't know if you saw that, Doug. Uh, yes. saw saw them both. Yeah, yeah, I actually liked it. I think it was actually a, a more a much more polished and well put together movie than obviously Ramiro's was because it was so much more low budget. But. I like the concept of, you know, the whole town starts going crazy. And you can't, f- can't figure out why. And this is what his story is about. Well, within the context of the story, there's other characters. So there's a character that has schizophrenia. So you begin to wonder, was something, is this something that he's just experiencing? And, and some other people, well, <laughs> I, well, I shouldn't say I, <laughs> to be fair. Joel is the schizophrenic guy. <laughs> Jason is the. Wild-eyed conspiracy nut who thinks the government's behind it all. <laughs> it's
0: awesome. <laughs> that
4: sounds awesome.
2: Yes. So thank you so much, Nathan, and Wattpad. I I joined it just so I could follow it, and I read the first couple uh, pages, and it's coming along, and it's awesome. So definitely check it out. Support him. Support anybody that is willing to put themselves out there. And Doug, I re- we realized this after you were on last time. We didn't even like touch upon your your authorial efforts, the fact that you've you know written great volumes of literature.
4: Oh, yeah, I don't know if I'd call it that, but uh, I've typed a few keys.
2: Okay, so I've you're a professional a typist? <laughs> yes. <laughs> now yeah. you've written books can you, uh, you, you you can do some pimpage here so yeah,
4: well the the uh, first two books I, I wrote were really just uh, my thoughts about the uh, Nintendo Entertainment System cool. that was called anesthetized and then about uh, arcade video games. That was called Arcadian. And uh, they're out there on uh, Amazon.com for download. And it's, you know, again, like crazy, creepy, cool movies. I'm just trying to document my thoughts and feelings about these things. Uh, The one I've just completed and will be putting out within uh, the next month is called Playthings of the Past. And it's about all the toys I had when I was a kid. Oh, cool. Yeah, that one will be out pretty soon. That's cool. Yeah, that's
2: fun. I'll check that out. And... Well, at least, at least this time, Jason, we remembered to ask him because last time we were like, oh, man, we forgot to ask him. <laughs> <laughs> so but my point being, I am always impressed, have deep respect for anybody that's willing to put themselves out there. With their art, with their efforts, because it truly is the uh, Jason, Don't know what I'm talking about, the man in the arena. OK, Yeah. because yeah. yes. it's easy to be the critic. It's, you know, and I'm and having been guilty of that myself, very easy. But at the end of the day, folks that are willing to put themselves out there. It's awesome. Yeah. So and Absolutely. I don't care on what level, just putting yourself out there. <laughs> what are you going to say, Doug? Absolutely. Uh, who, who is that? But is that uh, Teddy Roosevelt from 1910? Okay. Yeah. yeah, that's a great. If you've ever seen the quote, the man in the arena, look it up. It's very inspiring. Yes. So. Yeah. You could kind of picture, he was this very, you know, rah, 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 rah kind of guy. So <laughs> picture him saying that.
3: So I had that quote, yeah, I had that quote pinned up on my desk for, uh, for many, many months. So. I'm not
2: saying whether it is or is not the desktop background at, <laughs> at my day job. I'm not going to say I can neither <laughs> nor deny that information, but, and before, and this time, Jason, I'm going to do it at the beginning and at the end, because it seems like waiting to the end, it takes too darn long to get there. But the intro music, of course, was from our buddies at Midnight Syndicate and I oh, want yeah. to thank them because it's two years now they've allowed us to use their incredible music and uh, the the two pieces are from uh, um, Monsters of Legend which is their newest album and we got links and show notes and actually I put in the sidebar I put a banner so you can click on that and go check it out great stuff so thank you again it's
3: fantastic yeah it's actually a really really good uh, album of new music that is inspired by classic horror and universal type
2: actually, stuff yeah it's really yeah
3: it's, it's, a, it's fantastic I, I really really enjoy it um, I, I highly recommend it we're not just pimping it out because they gave us the free music this is this is classic good yeah, stuff because we're not making money off of no. any of it believe me we're no. just do we we, we love what Kate they Mads do just, and we want to support them no they're they're great and they, they do a good job so
2: yep absolutely and uh, it's cool because if you have the experience of you they actually add in cool un, just very under the surface sound effects. So certain scenes you can hear, you know, a horse drawn carriage pulling up and you hear a voice. You can't quite they're kind of unintelligible. You but you can make out that they're conspiring about something and you hear doors creaking open. So it's it's almost as if you're hearing elements of the movie that might have been that the moves it goes with. So it's it's a pretty cool yeah, experience. I, especially in a dark room, you know, by yourself. It's cool.
3: <laughs> in a closet. Yeah, whatever. By yourself.
2: Doing a podcast. Whatever. <laughs> so gentlemen I think we will in this 100th episode. It never gets old. I think we will go into the trailer for tonight's movie, which it occurs to me, other than the very beginning, we haven't mentioned is Phantasm. <laughs> if we are doing Phantasm, I swear. And
3: it's the oldest. It's the oldest movie we're hitting in Spooky
2: Flicks Fest this year. Yes, from 1979.
3: 79.
2: Yep. The year what brought us Dawn our, of the Dead as well. Right? Was yep, it 70? 70, t- yes, 79. Right? Dawn, Dawn of the, Dawn the Dead. Because that was the in the 80. Movie? It was 79? Yeah. Right. No, we didn't. No, I'm not saying we're doing it. I'm saying that the year was 79 that Dawn of the Dead originally came out. It was 79? Oh, uh, I don't I, remember. I, don't I wasn't know. born then. Yeah, <laughs> you're right. Because you were born 30 years prior. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> so, yeah, anyway, it's, it's definitely the oldest of the bunch. Yeah. Yeah. So without any further ado, 15 minutes in, I will now press play <laughs> on the trailer. Which take a few seconds to get there. Which I'll edit out later.
1: Phantasm, is it a nightmare? Phantasm, is it an illusion? Phantasm, is it an evil?
0: You have to take me home. No questions, you must take me home.
1: Phantasm, is it a fantasy?
2: How hard it is to get a six-year-old and a five-year-old to stand st- still long enough just to say the phrase, help me, daddy, spoiler alert, please. Do you know how long that takes, folks? <laughs> Four nice result, years though, and I'll say. know. What'd you say, Doug? Four years and I'll know. Okay, well then yeah, okay. So what'd you say, Jay? You you've known for how long? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
3: I would say that I said the effect is nice. Yes. It came out very good. Well, thank you. And guys. I've known for 13, 12 years. So. Yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs>
1: oh, man.
2: So,
3: anywho. Before- so, I love the trailer. I thought he was going to go with
2: phantasm. Is it a fantasy? Is it an orgasm? Is- <laughs> <laughs> phantasm. We're not really sure. So, for the marketing purposes, we're just going to ask you to decide wouldn't it have been Did cool you? if in the end major spoiler alert here folks so if you haven't seen it by this point you should turn it off anyway i'm sure you have and wouldn't it have been great had they said phantasm no it's actually a nightmare because he didn't <laughs> get it because then they would have kind of given the whole thing away right there uh, in the trailer uh, that would be kind of cool so anyway uh before though we continue we get into the meat potatoes we analyze we dissect we bisect we Get down to the nitty-gritty on Phantasm, fellas. I have a little surprise for everybody. Our buddy, Professor Griven, who you heard in the intro, who has been the horror host of choice for Fangoria TV and is originally out of the Austin area. He's also a filmmaker. Uh, the real gentleman's name is Joseph Otinos, who will, in the hopefully not too distant future, come on the show with us and and mm. uh, and grace us with his presence and amazing encyclopedic movie knowledge he did a brief history piece that was originally going to go in the intro but because i was trying to keep all the intros you know relatively around that minute and a half mark i went ahead and pulled it out but i thought you know what this would be cool just to play as its own little bit and who knows maybe over the over the next several episodes i can get him to do whenever we do a horror movie maybe get him to do another one so without further ado i will now play the phantasm horror trivia segment with professor griffin
0: Tangoria TV's Professor Griffin here, proudly presenting stories for when the lights go out. As always, I have some interesting tidbits of trivia before I usher you into this tale of madness and evil. Director Coscarelli wrote this film after being inspired by a strange dream of being chased through a marble hallway by futuristic silver spheres determined to pierce his head and inject something inside. The mortuary building that houses the tall man and his bizarre pets is the Dunsmuir Mansion in Oakland, California, and can also be seen prominently featured in Burnt Offerings and the James Bond film A View to a Kill. Finally, the infamous silver spheres in question were created by having a professional baseball pitcher pitch the shiny balls of death down a hallway... The film has been slowed, or if necessary, run in reverse to achieve the eerie hovering effect. <laughs> Rest in peace, night creatures.
2: So thank you, Professor Griffin, for the edumacation on Phantasm. <laughs> so, now that we've got all that behind us, and now we are a good 20-ish minutes into episode 100. <laughs> Which for us is pretty darn good. It's good. Shall we get into the meat and potatoes, the movie in question, the phantasm? And I say we open the floor up to our buddy Jason to give us brief synopsis because we both know this one could go on forever. And then he will be followed immediately by Doug with his in-depth, unwavering analysis and deep philosophical insights no pressure doug go absolutely <laughs> jason you first
3: wow longest setup for a I synopsis know. ever it's all i had
2: <laughs> yeah. i'm gonna take a nap now have fun guys
3: please uh no this is a, this is actually a, a fairly small cast uh so the the story while it takes a lot of twists and turns it, is fairly simple at its core in that it's really about uh, mike who is this young boy and his brother, Jody. And we learn in the story that his parents uh, have died. Both of their parents have died uh, sometime before. And it opens with one of Jody, the older brother's uh, friends um, died. And we kind of see the death. It's a pseudo sex scene in the cemetery where he's killed, but it apparently was not a, um, they, they thought he killed himself, thought it was a suicide. Nobody knew it was a murder for some reason. So uh, we start with that, and that's where the cemetery comes in. That's where the mortuary comes in and the, the uh, mausoleum, which is where he talks about the scene with the marble hallway. So um, it's Mike and Jody, and all these really weird things happen centered around that mortuary and around that graveyard. So th- – things come after them. Things happen weird. And then the main character there, uh, is played by Angus Grimm, just known as the tall man who is, I guess, in charge of the mortuary. Um, and he's primary. So really the three main characters in this are, are Mike and Jody and, um, the tall man. There are a couple of ancillaries. Reggie Bannister is in this as their buddy, Reggie. Um, there's
2: nothing ancillary about Reggie. (laughs) Uh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt. Continue.
3: No, I mean, he, 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 in this movie plays Jody's kind of best friend and the guy that, uh, it looks like they're in a band together, but he's,
2: he's a he's, demon hunting ice cream man, Jason, who <laughs> strums a movie, mean guitar.
3: <laughs> he does. Um, so he's in it. And then of course, uh, there are bit parts of a uh, beautiful woman, lady in lavender who is this temptress that tempts people into the cemetery to kill them. Uh, and show off her boobs, I guess, at some point. And then there's the weird fortune teller lady with her daughter, who speaks for her granddaughter, who speaks for her.
2: Wait, wait, Jason, you
3: mean
1: fear is the killer? That's what grandmother wants you to learn.
3: It is. Yeah, so she's kind of a quick character in it. But again, three main characters. Really, it's really the story of Mike and Jody. Um, And I'll leave it at that because we've got spoilers we can talk about, but it's, it's these two brothers um, kind of going through all this weird happenings and this, the murders and evil stuff going on at this mortuary. So, and
2: and Reggie, (laughs) I'm going to Reggie is in the movie. I'm going to that for Reggie Bannister. I'm sorry. So excellent synopsis, Jay, you're getting so good at this. (laughs) So proud of you. (laughs) Yes. So Doug, yes, my friend, what do you think of Phantasm?
4: Deep philosophical thoughts. Really? That's what. Or what you keep, or are you, are you you're going to open with that? You're, you're, oh, you're okay.
2: gonna, you, could, you could keep it shallow. It is a Forgotten Flicks podcast, buddy. Come on.
4: Okay. If we want to go shallow, then dude really had sex with a tall man. I, I thank you. I actually had that in my notes. I'm like, and maybe none of this would have happened if you didn't ride your bike through a graveyard.
2: And, and, and Not only a bike, a wait, dude I can I make a point? I think we've made our point about the movie. let's go let's just go ahead and move on. Movie picks.
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, I gotta say after I watched this, I called nine one one and said, "Help me, please. I think someone slipped drugs into my drink. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, that that definitely had some odd parts in it. some.
2: <laughs> so ha- who is Have it you,
3: okay, wait, let me start with this. Doug, have you seen? Did you see this? Um, when's the first time you saw this?
4: Uh, I didn't see this probably until the two thousands. Um, I didn't even know it existed. The f- the first I heard about this uh, was I did the sequel come out in eighty eight. I think? yes, I think
2: part two came out in eighty mm-hmm. eight.
4: And and I saw the commercials for that, and I was asking everybody, was there ever a phantasm? Because I'd never mm-hmm. heard of it, and you know, mm-hmm. you, you like thought it was Leonard. I was going Leonard Six, is that what you're about to yeah, say? Yeah, I to say I thought it was Leonard Six, you know, that there, there never was a, a Phantasm One, which is what we would have called it back then. There was, they just started with Phantasm Two or, you know, Transylvania Six 5000 uh-huh. or something, you know, that's right, what I thought. Right. So, yeah, I, I didn't think it existed and um, never saw it, I, I don't think, until uh, within the past five years. Yeah.
2: Okay. Okay.
3: Jason, uh, had, now- you,
2: had you seen it before?
3: I had. I remember watching this. Uh, not when it came out. Um, I, I I would have been too young to see it, but I remember watching it in the mid '80s. I want to say '87 ish, because I remember my dad getting it and talking about it. And he always did that impersonation, boy. Yeah.
2: <laughs> and the worst part is he wasn't joking.
3: <laughs> no, he wasn't. He would just
2: bust. He would just bust out with the.
3: yeah so um and i remember him talking you know i remember the spheres but i don't remember much of it and i probably haven't seen it since the that time frame since the mid 80s you probably saw it before i did
2: then because i think i was in high school before i saw it
3: oh gosh no i remember i was uh uh early teens when i saw it at at the earliest so i was a
2: big fangoria you know junkie so i remember i'd read about some of the sequel i think i want to say this would have been the early 90s, I, it was when, because I didn't, I want to say, didn't three and four come out and was back to back and they do was sort of a back to future two, three thing with, I seem to remember being, they were very close together. I could be remembering uh, this wrong, but.
3: Yeah, yeah I, early I 90s. Was, yeah. Yeah. yeah, 94, I think. And uh, I remember when four came out. Yeah.
2: So it seems like they were close together. And, yeah. and, and so I remember reading and they may have had a retrospective about it. So I tracked it down and I remember liking the thing, honestly, and to this day that my two favorite things in the movie are Angus Scrim and the music, because I'm sorry, this theme, as far as I'm concerned, ranks up there with tubular bells and uh, Halloween's theme. Yeah. Easy. Absolutely. Oh, it's fantastic. Um, Yeah. yeah. It is a very, it's very Carpenter-esque, I guess is the best way to, it just, it's great. Sorry
3: yeah i'll say I'll say without a doubt one of the things I love and the music had a big big part of it is the tone of the movie mm-hmm. um because I think that even if there weren't scary parts or intense parts, it just that music and the way it was set up really really set i think a good stage for for everything that was happening um, I loved it the music is something I noted specifically that i and I don't remember that as a kid, but i rewatching it now yeah. um fantastic so
4: I, I did too, and Joel. We really must be cinematic doppelgangers because I'm looking at it right at it here in my notes. I said it's like tubular bells, and I also I mentioned carpenter. I I didn't say carpenter-esque. I said carpenterian. Uh, oh, okay, I,
2: okay. So actual, we both made up our own words. That's all right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. I'm outnumbered tonight. Yeah, you God. really you're. A, hey, oh, wait, hold on, wait, hold, on. wait for it, Doug. Yes. Assault on Precinct Thirteen. Love it. Thank you, Jason.
3: You're so screwed. <laughs> it only took to episode 100 for you to find somebody else. that No, you. Oh, no, you,
2: no, you, no. I can find I can go online and find a bunch of real film fans. <laughs> oh, go for the snobs. Oh, <laughs> yeah. They're the people that like a salt and appreciate 13 They're my folks. So anyway, um, uh, not to derail things, because we try not to do that around here anymore. Oh, yes, I don't know if you've picked up on that. So. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Um so Doug. Yes. Would you say that you find this movie enjoyable? Do you like it? Um
4: yes and no. Okay. There are there are things I really, really, really dislike, okay. and there are things I really, really, really like. Okay. So it's a half and half. The, the scale is balanced, I guess. Do you want to elaborate? Um I don't like uh, the cast very okay. much. Okay. They're too uh, 70-ish for me, I think. Somebody called Reggie a hippie. I, I can't remember if that was the intro or if that yeah, was, was one of you guys. Yeah, yeah.
2: yeah. It was, it was yeah the they,
4: To me, they look like an after-school special cast. Yeah. You know? and I
1: just, <laughs> yes.
4: Yeah, I just, so, any minute, I expected oh, this man, to derail with, you know, <laughs> don't take drugs and life lessons and all those was things. It, what, so.
2: Was it Elizabeth Shue? Wasn't that the one from uh, Little House on the Prairie? Ooh, not Elizabeth Shue, what am I saying? Um, who was Elizabeth? What was her name? The girl who was a little house on the prairie. She played the older sister. But wasn't she in a, like a bunch of those after school specials? I'm probably the only one that remembers that, right?
4: Yeah, I, I don't remember her. I remember Helen Hunt was in one of them. And I think she goes flying out a window thinking she's covered with ants.
2: What, what, I, when you by the way, when you and your wife brought up the um, the was it the quarterback princess or whatever? Totally seen parts of that. Wasn't that what it was the one with Helen Hunt where she played the quarterback?
4: Oh, no, we did girls just want to have fun.
2: Yeah, you did. But she your wife brought up there was a movie she did where she played like a quarterback. I get oh, a, it was, like quarterback uh, I was probably ignoring my wife. OK, as OK, 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 <laughs> okay. let's are honest. <laughs> Jason, what were you going to say?
3: <laughs> it did. It felt like it was going to be a, uh, you know, don't don't drink beer and drive your hot rod kind of a. Uh, um movie you know yeah. like that that moment was going to bust out and the little you know the more you know kind of things well going here's the here's the
2: thing and i'm going to play devil's advocate for a moment as i want to do just uh, a moment yes i know <laughs> I, I i will say since this of course was writer director don coscarelli's it, it was his second or i think it was his second feature he may have done a. Oh. what were you gonna say
3: yeah now hold on writer director cinematographer
2: yeah he did everything edited it, did produced everything it. yeah he did everything yeah and this movie is very much a labor of love, and it was a very low budget affair. I think his father helped him raise some of the finances. I mean, it was definitely not a big budget picture, so they had to use you know local talent, and and people who hadn't been in a lot of things. And now they had a lot of them had been in his earlier movie, uh, which was oh, Kenny something, Kenny and Company. I think it was Kenny and Company. It's like a I think it's a soccer themed. I want to say it's soccer themed. Mm-hmm. I could be wrong on that. Like a Bad News Bears kind of thing. Although I might be remembering an early Sean Cunningham movie. I don't know. It's all mixed together. <laughs> yeah, I think, I think that's
4: Sean Cunningham.
2: Yeah, the one about that. He was like a bad news bear thing, but it was a soccer team. Ah, whatever. Yeah. I know it had to do with a kid's movie. I know it was, was Coscarelli's first film. So he did this movie. Apparently, he had gone out to a cabin to write and was all frustrated. And that's one of the, the legends about it that he had nightmares, like Professor Griffin brought up and, and came up with this movie. And this movie is literally, it turns out, a nightmare, which. You know, people could get into the whole, whoa, that's such a cheap way out, blah, blah, blah. But the way it ends, it's very Fred, Freddian, Frederian or Freddy-esque uh, yes. <laughs> that, 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 you know, the, the tall man shows back up after we've supposedly determined it was all just a nightmare. Um, but that being said, I will give them, I, I know a lot of people say, well, you know, to say that you have to. Consider the the movie and the this that and you know, as if that we should hold certain movies to different standards because they cost two hundred thousand dollars to make versus two hundred million. Yeah, I think we kind of do because you know the fact that people could come up with resourcefulness with very low budgets, even if the acting isn't superb. I will grant you that. And although I, th- I think Inga Scrim was great. How about that scene when he's walking down the street yes. in slow motion? Yes, and, that the, and oh, and
3: his and his hand and. And, you know, I noticed a little thing with that. His hand and his leg were in sync. Yes. Instead of the opposite. You know, when you typically walk your right leg and your left hand are moving in the same direction. Yeah. He was kind of doing this weird, almost robotic type walk. It was. Yeah,
2: it was creepy. But it was was such a wonderful shot because uh, Coscarelli had set the camera up to where Reggie is in the foreground unloading completely oblivious to the tall man. Michael's across the street eating a pile of lollipop or something, staring, it sees the tall man, kind of gets this horrified look on his face from across the street. Tall man's walking behind Reggie. Reggie's oblivious. He's unloading his ice cream truck, so you've got this fog, the steam coming out. And, oh, it's, yeah. just, and it's just it's just it's gathering around, and then the tall man just stops right now. looks like he's smelling Reggie's soul or something. It's just creepy. And and he just he raises his hand and he and he just You know, looks over at Michael, and then just continues on. He's like, oh, that was great. I thought that was a fantastic moment.
4: Well, here you've got regular life going on in the foreground. Exactly. And behind, you've got evil and death and regular life is oblivious. This is why
2: I love your show, Doug, because that's what you do all the time. (laughs) No, I'm serious. I love that. I love it when you point that stuff out. That's it. That's what it is. It's it's because everything is, quote unquote, normal. But then on top of that, the style of the shot, that it's so slow motion and stylized. You know, I, I just, yeah, great, great stuff. And, and I don't know if you po- you could, you could tell, I think in one of the, the longer shots of the tall man in that scene, how tall his shoes were. Did you catch that?
4: No, no, I see. He, he's got lifts or something. Oh, tall, Oh
2: yeah. They're like six inches tall. Yeah, they put him on. They they gave him some big old platform boots to to wear. That was one of the behind the scenes thing I saw years ago. Is that Grimm said he had to get used to walking in these. He was a pretty tall guy anyway. I think he's like six five, six six, but they wanted him to be pushing seven feet. So yeah, they put him in lifts. Oh. Oh. and if you really look closely, you can tell that those shoes are not. It's they look very Herman Munster. So
3: well, and and I'll have to say that that one of the things. You know, I'm going to have to agree with, uh, with Doug on this one a little bit, is I, I didn't like the cast. Um, I like Angus Grimm. I did like him. I think the rest of it, I can forgive that a little bit, to your point, Joel, but a lot of this felt like it was a blend of really good shots like that one and then some others that were just no good at all. Like the whole scene yeah. where the girls are taking him back in their car, and like the Volkswagen bug and they're driving. Mm-hmm. And What's the, that?
2: When jaw was attack, you mean?
3: Right. <laughs> so that's another question we're going to come up with. Did Cause you know, Star Wars came out two years uh, before this. Right. So was this really a mimic or did that just happen because there were short people in hoods, um, you know, in, in hooded outfits? Cause you know, you can make the argument that they were just made to be, there were just people who like had been crushed co- by gravity. You know, like, like,
2: like a coven or something like they're supposed <laughs> to guess. be.
3: I guess, right. They were like pagan outfits on little, yes. you know.
2: Yeah, that's where I was going with it. But when they but
3: I can understand when you don't have a big budget, when you have a very small budget, there are ways around shots looking cheap, but some of the shots really just felt cheap. And I don't mean that because they didn't have a lot of money. It's just because like the whole, what's that over there? Pull over. It lingered on them in this car. You could clearly see there's some guy behind it just kind of shaking it to make it look like it's it's turning. And then she just kind of turns the wheel and they all look to the side. But, but it,
2: again, but again, <laughs> I go back to you do have to, cons- I, let me phrase it. You no, don't, you don't no. have to. I no, consider- because there
3: are, because there are plenty of movies that have very low budgets like that, mm-hmm. but can get creative and not make it look so mm-hmm. much like that. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. And there were great shots. There were some really good shots. And overall, it didn't feel like the movie felt cheap. Mm-hmm. Um, but some of the shots just were like, wow, that that got left in.
2: I mean, so. And some of it yeah. may have been an editing issue too. Doug, what were you going to say?
1: Yeah.
4: I, well, I, a, a similar thing to me was the, the lady in Lavender uh, turning into the tall man. I mean, it's <laughs> it's just a cut, you know. And, yeah, The way yeah, they I, did it was yeah. odd, yeah. Yeah. And I couldn't even understand that. But, yeah, I, I can give them those things, too. I mean, I I thought the same thing as we're watching it. Well, this is, you know, the, if it's the best you can do, it's the best you can do. And that I can give you what I what I really dislike, though, uh, if we, if I can. Can I go on? Is that no? Please yes, do. please. Yeah. OK. Shut us uh, up, please. No. <laughs> it was, the way that I put it is the, the, the rules were not established very well. Hmm. Um, yes, and good. so I never really knew what was going on. I mean, you you've got to establish, you know, rules. the The villain can do this, but can't do this. Um, I, I don't know what the tall man can't or can't do, and so I I you know nothing really means anything because I never was sure. Is it you know reality? Is it illusion? Is it a dream? Uh, I kind of wish you know we were talking about the trailer. I wish the uh, the narrator you know would have said it like, is it a nightmare? Yeah, is you know, kind of I, set up your expectations. I, yeah, I don't know, you know. So that's the the real. If, if there's anything that makes me dislike it, that's what it is. I don't know what the rules are.
2: Well, and actually, too, I was gonna, I was immediately gonna jump in with, well, yeah, but it is a nightmare. So you have the night. You sort we of. We don't We well, no, Hold yeah. on. Uh, true, but here's the key, and I'm about to make Doug's point even further, which is in a movie like Nightmare on Elm Street, let's just say. The, the great thing about it is a we know a we know we're in a nightmare when we're in one. Right. I mean, you don't at first, but you could tell things are getting weird and off. It's like, oh, we must be in a nightmare now. And then there were, in fact, rules. We yes. knew we knew it for Freddie came from. We knew that he was he was contained within that world and that he needed to bring people into it to hurt them. We knew we we got all this information, you know. Not hand, you know, heavy handed to us, but it was there to where there was a sense of, okay, you have to be asleep. You know, th- that's what these kids are fighting against. But yeah, there was never that sense of, well, if Michael can just not have X happen, the tall man can't get him, but then X keeps happening, like falling asleep.
3: Well, and, and the, the other rule that I think was important with something like Nightmare is the idea is Nightmare on Elm Street is supposed to be a nightmare. OK, so it is supposed to be a terrifying experience for the person that's in it. Right. Mm-hmm. So they set up situations all through them. And this is not just Nightmare on Elm Street, but that's the idea of a nightmare. So it's the worst possible scenario. All these terrible things are happening in this one. They didn't even set it up like it was a nightmare. It was just set up like it was a screwed up dream because you've got the element at one point of the horror of the bad guy, this dark figure that could be almost like a reaper. Right. Uh-huh. But then they go off into that direction of what are the silver balls? And then wait, they're aliens who have a time portal to another planet. And who was the guy that was visiting in the mortuary and got his head drilled into who attacked the boy. Well, he was I
2: I thought he was sort of the equivalent of like a Renfield. Right. But or, they show him once. A familiar. He wasn't what even,
3: he, but he wasn't even helping Angus Grimm, uh, the tall man. When he, the one shot they show him is he walks into the mortuary uh-huh. and he kind of looks around at the caskets
2: and he starts to go and lift the casket that Michael's in. And then in.
3: you see the tall man come in so he turns around and follows him out.
2: But yeah. that's it. I think he's like a zombie. That's why I took it as he was as if he was like under his control and just
3: But but my point is it felt like they threw so many mm-hmm. other things in. It didn't establish any solid footing of what you potentially could or couldn't be experiencing.
2: But can I just make one point, Jay? Yeah. It did have this and i'm sticking to it that's my that's my argument for why this movie's awesome right here
1: Uh,
2: and and boy right there oh and and
1: i've been waiting for you
2: not so much this
1: fear is the killer that's what grandmother wants you to learn (laughs) or give me back my hand don't fear or that really hurt
2: yeah not none of that but see that's that's another thing what did that have to do with
3: anything the box? The girl with the mute grandmother. Yeah. She's... I mean, they threw a lot of those elements in Well, I think that him. was
2: establishing the whole him putting his hand in the box was foreshadowing when he would put his hand between the tuning forks, which is like with... When Reggie touched the tuning fork, obviously that was foreshadowing when he would touch the, I don't know, all I could think of, it was the late 70s. So yeah. I'm wondering, was like, was oh, it all about the vibrations, man, of the universe? And <laughs> like, like, was was the tuning fork like a, oh, it's all about the energy and the bad the bad energy of the the tom. and I, I, That's where I thought they were going with it, but I wasn't really sure.
3: Because like when Reggie touches those things,
2: mm-hmm.
3: out of nowhere, the lady in Lavender's like, oh, uh-oh. And then they cut away from her. Wow.
2: That's it. She's done. <laughs> well, no, then she turns it Angus Grim. Now I'm wondering, was the real nightmare to Doug's earlier point, the, the realization for Michael that his brother, <laughs> Jody had had, um, fornication with the tall man. <laughs> Absolutely. I yeah. think I would have wanted to die too. no offense, Angus Scrimm.
3: But then that here's where they played a circular, uh, the circular story. So, Spoiler alert! If you haven't seen it, Big, we've already biggest established. Biggest we, we,
2: we, we've established that.
3: Yeah, we have. <laughs> At the very end, he, the the boy Mike, basically wakes up, and the whole thing apparently was a nightmare because there's Reggie and his brother Jody had died in a car accident a long time ago. What was it, months or weeks or something?
2: Yeah, it, 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 it had been recent, but that his, but his parents had in fact died. They were dead. Yes.
3: But his brother had died as well, and everything was a dream. And this was all
2: him about maybe about how he was coping with his brother's death.
3: Right. And yeah. so Reggie's like, It's okay, man. We're together, I'm gonna take care of you. And he's you know, he's there. And then Mike goes into what is he walk into the bathroom or something?
2: Yes. And uh he goes to his room to pack.
3: Oh, in his room. That's right. He goes in his room, and there's the, the tall man and Boy. the the corpses come out of the mirror and drag him through. Okay, if it was a nightmare, that couldn't have happened because that's stuff he dreamed of. So it wasn't a nightmare.
2: Or it was a nightmare within or a nightmare. Or he's
3: in a nightmare about having a nightmare.
2: Yeah, like that 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 would be the problem, with, by the way, the Nightmare on Elm Street series as it would go on. <laughs> because you never knew when the heck... where What dream am I in?
0: What the hell?
2: No, no, wait, no, hold on. I, wait, I don't have it. Oh, darn it. Wait, here it is.
0: What a dream I was having!
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, timing's everything. See, I
4: was real disadvantaged then because I never considered that it was a nightmare. I, I never regarded that as as a possible explanation, and, and partly because my first exposure to it was was Phantasm too. Uh. So, yeah, I, I knew going in this has to be real because Phantasm two, You don't have that question of if if it's a nightmare at all. The the tall man is real. He's destroying whole towns. Yeah, and and Reggie and Mike go to to stop him. So you don't have that question. Ah. Uh. I never had that question going into this one. Interesting.
2: Well, because I've never
3: seen two, three or four.
2: I've seen parts, a good chunk of two. And I don't think I've ever seen three or four either. I actually, I contemplated trying to get them in before we did this. And I was like, yeah, I got no time. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to darn it. I, it was, it was, it was a for effort. Well, interesting <laughs> though, Doug, when you bring that up, you know what that reminds me of a little bit is the end of the original Friday, the 13th spoiler yes. alert for Friday, the 13th. Uh, uh, she's in bed, right? Um, It's a, I I know it's not, why am I, I can't believe I am complete. I've seen that movie a thousand times.
3: Friday the 13th?
2: Yes. It's not Annie. Annie's not the girl. Why am I, Alice? I knew it started with an A, it was right there. Annie's actually, isn't that the girl that that gets killed at the beginning? The knife and the, whatever. Alice, though, at the end, right, it was Alice, right? Isn't that the, the final girl? In front of I the, don't think I know the names of any of them. Actually, I, it's sad. I, I actually
4: is that do. Kevin Bacon?
2: That's yeah, all Kevin I know. Bacon. Kevin Bacon's <laughs> in that one. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. I think it's. I think it's Alice. Yes, I'm almost are. positive. So yeah. at the very end, spoiler alert, she's sitting in the bed, and they said, "Oh, you know, she, oh, so he's still there." It's almost as if it's dreamlike, and because well, we we know that when he jumped out of the water that that was supposedly a dream, but yet he's still there, and we see the ripple in the water. So there's this insinuation of was it a dream? Wasn't it? You know. I kind of felt like with Phantasm, they were playing that same angle that, yes, maybe everything we had just seen was an actual nightmare, but it was foreshadowing that this guy was for real and of what was to come. Now, to be fair, and to back up what you guys are saying, <laughs> I'm having to fill in a whole lot of gaps yeah, to come nah. up with that. I'm just saying that that's, that's the only thing I can conclude other than they thought it would be a fun to do a final... Carrie like scare there at the end. Darn you, Brian De Palma and Carrie and every movie that's come after that where you have to have. (laughs) (sighs)
1: Yeah,
3: Yeah. I didn't hate it. uh, So I want to make sure that's clear. I didn't hate it. Okay. I did. uh, Overall, I did. By the way, great
2: vote of confidence. That's our new podcast. People didn't hate it. Doug has never seen it. We have didn't hate it.
4: (laughs) Hey, yeah, that, there's a great new
2: podcast idea right there. Yeah, didn't hate it. Wait, so, so wait, wait. Cut to. So, wait. so Jason, what do you think about? It? Nah, ah, I didn't hate it. Well, then it's a winner. <laughs> now listen,
3: let's explain to Doug our new rating system. Okay, yes, that we've instituted. Yes, uh, starting with Spooky Flicks Fest, uh, we may carry on. So go ahead and, and, and tell him our new rating system okay. for
2: movies. This is a well thought out plan, here, buddy. <laughs> so wait for <laughs> it. Okay, so here it is. Here's how we rate now. You know, because a lot of podcasts, a lot of blogs, they like to do the whole, you know, one to five, you know, one to 10 stars, whatever. Ah, forget that. Here's what we do. We do it based on days. You would be willing to keep it past the due date that it's due back at the video rental store. So a one Is literally like you may not have even finished. Same day you didn't. You may not even finished it or rewound it. You're like so ticked off. You're taking it back. You're slamming it on. I want my money back. I want my ninety nine cents back. (laughs) It was ninety nine cents Wednesday. Why didn't I get? So okay, that's a one. All the way up to a five. So. Pretty much anything beyond that, a two would be like you kept it out yeah, at least maybe you you kept you took it back the day it was due. A three was you might even been willing to keep it out an extra day and pay a little fine. Fours and fives are obviously you kept it out. You, five could even be five so, is you want to keep it, so you you lie more. to them that it was destroyed or that it was stolen and that you're willing to pay the eighty five dollars to replace it. Oh, okay. Because you know back well, in the day it was like eighty five bucks to replace a videotape. Oh, yeah.
4: Well, th- this one would be a, a three for me. I-, I would keep it. Okay. Um, A couple of days. Half of that would be to try to figure out what I didn't understand. Yeah. But the other half watch. would be. Yeah, yeah. Try to figure out what's going on here. <laughs> the other half, though, would be to enjoy some of the good scenes. Because, you know, we've already mentioned one, and there are several other really good scenes in this. I mean, I, I don't know how they contribute to the story as a whole, but there are some scenes. And, I- and that's why I think this movie is still remembered and, and loved by people today, because – of those, uh, and I don't even think the word few is the right word because of the several good scenes that we do
2: have. Uh, and and yeah. don't forget because of. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That goes a long way with me, people. I'm sorry. That's, that's a good theme. <laughs> yes. Well, and, and we didn't really get into this, but I get the idea with low budget movies, especially, and it's always been this way, at least since the seventies and beyond that the argument of, well, we have to sell this movie, make it marketable, so we have to put things in it. And I'm not a prude, folks. All right. But am I the only one who found the whole thing in the cemetery at the beginning? And then I weird, like, I guess I get that if it's supposed to be the tall man, why he would bring the beer? but why would he pretend to be the woman? And La- I don't get it. I don't get the it just was the whole thing was weird. It just felt unnecessary. Like it was from a different movie. Am I hey, only so- that was
3: unnecessary and weird, but the silver ball drilling into a random once. no that guy's was awesome. <laughs> that was awesome. That's a cool effect, man. Think about it, that's before yeah, that computers. That that goes back. I, I I I always find that fascinating, and I think that I mean this really goes into my uh you know, to my roots of studying anthropology. I find it.
2: Fascinating. Are you really? Oh wow! Are you? Listen please, to me. Hold on. Listen. I. You know what I need is a music cue called <laughs> "D Bag." <laughs>
3: <laughs> no, oh, no, no, no. I'm not disagreeing with you. It did feel odd, and, but there were lots of sh- there's lots of shit in this movie that felt like it was unnecessary and weird. But I do find it fascinating that uh, sex scenes or sex uh, even in insinuation within movies is judged so much more harshly than murder and torture and gore. Like that's the thing you cover your kid's eyes over. I mean, that just that's always seemed so odd to me. That that and that's the natural act, you know. True, except a, as for as the part where to... this is a
2: horror movie with sci-fi trappings. I can accept silver balls <laughs> smacking into people's skulls. I do not need to see a <laughs> really badly orchestrated uh, intimate moment just, between two people, one of which is going to turn out to be a seven-foot-tall wrinkled old guy uh, it, behind see, a headstone. I you 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 think I you know, and I
3: I don't. Now that you say it, I I can see how you came to that. I never saw it as. He was changing into the girl or back. I always saw it as she was like his minion and was doing it. And he was there. Watching. Oh, no,
2: I think I think he was her. Yeah,
4: I, I thought it was him. Yeah, and, really? and that's what really disturbs me. I mean, I, Jason's got a great point. Um, Miley Cyrus was making the same point the other day, though. That
2: doesn't reduce it, though. I mean, Just that's, so we're clear. Hey, there's certain <laughs> names we don't say. <laughs> I'm, oh, I'm, I'm just kidding. No. Don't just go. I'm kidding.
3: but it is. I mean, it is a fascinating. You think about it. I mean, it really no, is it,
4: a. Yeah, you're right. I mean that that is right. You know, its breaths are terrible, but a guy getting his head drilled into is acceptable. Yeah, no, it's it, it's absolutely right. What makes it bad for me though, and I can't remember if you guys are the ones that I heard talking about this or not, but I, I heard somebody talking about. Um, how ter- And they weren't really being, again, prudish or moral. They were just saying it, it kind of ruins it when you have breasts and then you have blood, you know. Because- yeah, th- yeah,
2: it's not I don't find that sexy now. Yeah. Hard.
4: And and it's a similar thing here where you have breasts and then all of a sudden, oh, my goodness, it's the tall man, you know. And, and then all of the, um, you know, associated ideas that come out with, you know, you thought you were with her and you were really with him. You know, I mean, you can understand Danny Bonaducci, you know, and some of his reactions to things. You know, I mean, that's how you think Danny Bonaducci would have reacted to, you know, the tall man in his car. So, yeah, I just,
2: that's what really disturbs Did me. You really more just than call anything. that kid Danny Bonaducci? <laughs> I was like, for a second, I was having the whole time you're talking, I'm like, Danny Bonaducci was this? I was like, <laughs> oh, he's being funny because the kid looks just like Danny Bonaducci. Oh, no, I was talking about Danny Bonaducci
4: and his uh, famous transvestite. Oh, I had no yeah, idea. Yeah, remember? Oh, I mean, you know. I, don't I just, remember
2: that. I remember that. No, uh, okay. Yeah. that's what I get for being clever. But I thought that you were seeing the kid, Michael, look like <laughs>
4: but, no, 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 no. But, but going back to him the second time we have this uh, again. So a, a lady is, you know, I, I got no problem with a man and a lady going and having their time. But you go in a cemetery. First of all, you know, it's I, I just have this strong thing about respecting the dead. So it's a little bit disrespectful. <laughs> a but little then dude's <laughs> brother is watching. Yeah, you know? I, know, that's and what again, I mean, the whole thing was weird. Yeah, I, I, I understand you want to get a peek at, at a couple, but not your brother. Yeah, you know, that's just weird.
3: Well, no, no, the part that got weird was when the part that got weird. It's fantastic. <laughs> yeah, the part that got weird was when the when Mike hears something in the bushes and he starts screaming and running away. <laughs> and Jody goes chasing after him with panties in mouth. Yes. <laughs> in his teeth as he's chasing after his brother. Now, think about this for a second. He's getting undressed with this girl. Mike runs by screaming. And she's like, what is that? And he's like, oh, it's my brother. Stay here. So he's speaking. At some point, he had to put those <laughs> yeah. in his mouth to go chase after his brother.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. Yes.
3: <laughs> it helps with he the concentration. Right here and I'm going to make sure you don't go anywhere. Yeah, I'm taking it Well, and then go. he's
4: surprised. He's, he's surprised when he comes back and she's not there because yes. you just abandoned her in a cemetery you know, nude music. and cemetery. vulnerable in a cemetery and then you're surprised you. that
2: she didn't stick around yeah great <laughs> crazy guy well and 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 more to the point just to tell you how unbelievably lame I am the main thing I noticed about especially the opening scene is the position that they were obviously in <laughs> When they, when they cut to the longer shot where you're seeing like yeah, their me feet too. and then, and then we have to show her sitting up so that we can get the boob in the, you know, because we got to sell yes. this to the markets uh, in the drive-ins, which is pretty much the logic at the time. It, that was, she's, she's not sitting up. She's laying yes. down. I you thought what, that too. Okay.
3: I thought editing failed. Yeah. That's, that, that, would, that
2: probably annoyed me more than anything. <laughs> I was like, really guys? Come on.
4: I didn't catch that one, but probably because I was looking over my shoulder, saying, "Is my wife around anywhere? Yeah.
2: I, you know, hey, am, You're am I able to enjoy
4: this, or yeah. do I gotta yeah. Know,
2: yeah. pause real yeah. quick?" Yeah. Oh, this is the edited version, honey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I don't know. I just I I think what it is is that unless it fits the story, Jason, Mist, oh, C- Captain Anthropology. <laughs> so Terminator, guess what? Stopping all the action for a quick. Love making scene, and you you see a little little more Sarah Connor than we had up to that point. Fine, you know why? Because it's kind of essential to the story.
3: See, but I I dislike that for different reasons.
2: Oh my god! I dislike that because I hate
3: in a good. Pace action film you stop yeah because you, you know had that sex. scene
2: not happy yeah right they should have done it on the road while they're they should have been like the chase did you ever see that with charlie sheen and uh christy oh, swanson yes. i literally i remember going to the movies with my dad and being a kid and going this is horrible i had no <laughs> I, I had no as a kid i was so non-discriminating in my movies I, I would see anything i was like jason you know with sci-fi movies i was just i'm just kidding jason <laughs> hello It just got quiet. No, no, absolutely same
4: reaction to the chase. That's, again, where, uh, you know, prior to that point, uh, you know, I I remember having arguments about Die Hard, uh, about the plausibility of it. I would argue with my friends that, yes, you could do everything in real life. Doug, Doug,
2: Doug, what do you mean you did? have those arguments yes still do still believe it today Uh, okay i
4: want to make sure we're on the same page still okay go ahead buddy by the time we got to the chase though i began to think i'm not sure that would work out so well yeah and even if it did work out i'm not sure it would feel good yeah
2: no not really and and that's my point with the terminator jason that if that scene doesn't happen you kind of don't have a story because that's how john connor is conceived (sighs) So it's kind yeah. of, it's kind of important is my point, but, but anyway, you know a movie like Indecent Proposal, I'm going into it. If I choose to expecting that kind of movie, right? Basic instinct. Although that movie was disturbing on multiple levels, but, <laughs> but the point I'm trying to make is in Phantasm, what drives me crazy is it just felt like I didn't get, like it just, especially the opening. I didn't get like, like you said, she obviously stabbed him in the stomach or chest. Uh, he killed. I don't know why he killed him. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> How I mean, wouldn't you have like made him explain
3: that a little like bit? She, okay, yeah. for
2: instance, for instance, she—if you're gonna have nudity because you want it to be bigger in a market like the drive-in market—why didn't she take him skinny dipping, and then drown him? Then it looks like he drowned, accident, killed himself. Who knows? Get what I'm saying? Yeah. Like that makes more sense to me. I mean, granted, there's no blood, and you know you can't play up that angle, but. My point being, it just didn't, I don't know, it just felt weird. Yeah, so, I thought
3: there were lots of other things. I, I don't disagree with you on that. I just felt like there were also many other plus things. Plus, you just to wanted to point out thing. that
2: you were an anthropology guy. I get it. <laughs> 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 uh, it never gets old. So, guys, on that note, any final words on Phantasm before we go into our movie picks?
3: Yes, singing shots are bullshit. That's just what I gotta say.
2: What shots, dude?
3: Yeah,
4: he became a killer real quick. I was like, "Warning shots
2: know. are bullshit." Uh, Remember yeah. that? Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah. I know. What was that? If you if you if you if you point it, you better be ready to shoot. If you're ready to shoot, you better. And you kill. don't
3: you don't point it at a man unless he's you're talking, ready like to a thirteen
2: year old kid.
3: And the kid driving, he's like, "Here, you take the car home." Remember? Yeah. Yeah,
2: oh yeah, I know that happened several times.
3: Yeah. So it just just so Jody. Anyway, we'll- Jody
2: may not have been the best parental figure. <laughs> No, For Michael. Let's <laughs> go throw that out there. <sighs> okay. Oh. Well, on that note. I figured you'd like that, Doug, that little eight bit action.
4: That was awesome. I did like that.
2: <laughs> and as you can tell, the intro was, was was marginally inspired by uh by you as well. So see, <laughs> you're all over, it, bro. <laughs> Thank you. Well, and actually, as I told Jason last time, I found there, it, and I I'll upload a Dropbox and send you both a link because I'm sure you'll be amused as well. They somebody created an album of eight bit Halloween slash horror type music. That's where I oh, got wow. that. Yeah, that's where I got that from. So nice. Yeah, good stuff. So as our guest, Doug, would you like to share with us your movie pick? Absolutely. Uh the movie that oh, I picked, really I went with
4: um the the Mausoleum setting. Uh, so I didn't follow any of the actors or, uh, or or anything like that. I I just went with the setting and the feel of the movie, and that led me to one called uh, One Dark Night. It was released in 1983, uh, but it was made in 1981, so very close uh, to uh, Phantasm. Looks a lot like Phantasm. Directed by Tom McLaughlin, who mm-hmm. did I? think, Thirteenth Part
2: Six. Jason lives. Yeah, the, That's why I love the it. Good one. Yes, yep. dude. I'm telling <laughs> you, man. Jason, did I tell you the guy's like my freaking doppelganger? <laughs> <laughs> My favorite Friday the 13th movie. That's why I got excited because I knew this was Tom McLaughlin's first movie. Okay. Wow. All right.
4: Um, you know who's in it? Famous? No. Okay. Meg Tilly is in oh, it. Oh, okay. Uh, nice. Also, E.G. Daly, who was... Um, I know that name. Uh, I know her from Valley Girl, but she was in Pee-wee's Big Adventure. Oh, she's like, and... the squeaky
2: voice, right? Yes. That's her uh, Better voice off dead. Tommy Pickles, I think. And, by, and Better is Off in... Dead, right? She's the one singing...
0: You'd be better yes. off, dead. Yes,
3: uh, yes. I think you. that is Concert. Yeah, Elizabeth Daly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Elizabeth Daly. Uh,
2: yeah, but she girl, by Yeah, E.G. Daly, I think, is what her yeah. moniker is. It's right. also
4: called Mausoleum, but there's another movie called Mausoleum that I, I don't pick. I don't recommend. <laughs> so uh, look up uh, One Dark Night instead. But uh, a couple of girls get locked in a mausoleum uh, overnight. And, uh, you know, mausoleums are, are creepy, scary mm-hmm. places to begin with. I think that's part of the horror of, of Phantasm, and it really is part of it here. But it, it turns out one of the guys buried there is a psychic vampire or something to that effect. He I starts hate it to when that Oh yeah, you know every time I go to funeral, here they pop out, corpses <laughs> pop out, and all this stuff. And uh, it's a slow burn, but I enjoyed it when I saw it. So uh, that's my pick: One Dark Night, nineteen eighty-one slash
2: eighty-three. I can neither confirm nor deny that uh, I might have procured a copy off of that, uh, of that off of the YouTubes. <laughs> that it really? may, it may, it may, it may be there because I couldn't find anywhere. Netflix didn't did had their save button. Wait, wait, save what? You guys don't have anything. Yeah. Oh. Mm. <laughs> but yeah, Friday the Thirteenth Part Six is the best one, and that's why I think yes. they gave the gig to McLaughlin it was because of that movie, because it has that gothic. You definitely that's what I loved about it is it was very there was a self awareness to it, and it was gothic, and I liked that about it.
4: Yeah, yeah, and it just I I don't know I I can't put into words what it is about it that is both attractive and yet intimidating, but it's, uh, this, it's actually has- of all
2: of them. I find it's Of uh, w- w- you're talking about, we're still talking about Friday the 13th. I want to make sure you're not talking about one dark night. <laughs> I'm talking about a different movie. Um, But in, in uh, part six, I think for me, what it is, is that it, when you talked about that, we didn't do any movies that had like a Halloween vibe in our first spooky float. It has a, almost like a autumn, cold, wintry vibe to it mixed with the summer yeah. camp and, right. and it's fun. And, and the one thing that I'm not a huge, I mean, I like most of the Friday the 13th movies, but like four, especially, and even two and one, there's this ugliness to them. You know what I mean? Like this gritty, yes. and, and I know some people love that. That's what they want in their horror. That's great. I'm more of like what Jason, I, I like the gothic and it's more, there's, a, there's always more, there's an action vibe to it too, to a, to a degree, you know? Right. Mm. So, yeah. I, which I'm glad was totally not your pick and we just, yeah. <laughs> So, Jason, my friend, comrade, what is your pick? All right.
3: So I'm completely prepared to be teased tonight. Oh, goody. (laughs) But... Uh, I really wanted to f- uh, look around, and and as I do, I go down these rabbit trails. I swear to God, it don't start this way. It's kind of like, let me look at the cast and who does this, and then you start. Oh, they're connected to this movie, and oh, look, they're connected to this movie, and a it connects back to that first movie. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, so I actually went with another movie that Angus Scrim mm-hmm. uh, was in, and surprise, he plays an Undertaker because I think he looks a lot <laughs> like that. Uh, and it was uh, it was directed by. Jim Winorski. Ah, yes. he also did Chopping Mall. Yep. Right. Yep. Death Stalker Two. Uh, not of this earth. But <laughs> um, I'd like to point out he also did the Bear Wench Project. Yeah. <laughs> and the Bear Wench Project Two. Scared Topless. And the Bear <laughs> Wench Project Three. Nymphs of Mystery Mountain.
2: But well, because you know, because well, as, 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 as wait a minute, much like Peter Jackson before him. <laughs> Or George Lucas, it's all about the trilogy. And When you have a vision, Jason,
3: you got to round it <laughs> out. You got
2: to see it through. I it. Yeah, continue. I get it.
3: So, uh, stars or not stars, has Angus Grim in it, um, it from the director of Chopping Mall. Has ready mm-hmm. Lonnie Anderson, Dom Deluise, Art Johnson, Buck Flower. Mm-hmm. Remember <laughs> mm-hmm. Buck Flower? Yes, Jennifer Love Hewitt. Okay, so big names, or at least names. <laughs>
2: and what was, the ti- what was the title?
3: 1992's Munchie. Oh. Yeah, oh. But wasn't this a sequel? In a, was this a, this it was a sequel. To Munchies? Like a comedy-type sequel to Munchies.
2: It had yes. nothing to do with it at all.
3: had nothing to do with it. It's the story of a boy... Um, the boy named Cage, and, or Gage, I'm sorry, and he's kind of the skinny kid at school that gets picked on. And Munchie comes out to help him. Basically, he, he's this magic dwarf kind of guy that makes stuff happen. <laughs>
2: and somewhat et, e. somewhat et like, was that the- sort
3: of? He's kind of a gnome named Gnorm with a more
2: cartoony face, hey, but hipper um, and cooler.
3: Yes, and he makes pizzas fly. He wears a leather jacket and is voiced by Dom DeLuise.
2: That's kind uh, of awesome.
3: So it's Roger Corman presents Munchie, starring Lonnie Anderson as his mom. There you go. We, to- <laughs> we
2: have we have to do munchies, man. This next year. Yes, I always liked. I always love those little creature feature movies that were ripping off Gremlins.
3: Oh, totally, absolutely. Yeah. What was it? Was yeah. that, what was the one with the toilet? Uh, on the cover, Ghoulies. 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 Yeah. The They'll yeah. get yeah.
2: you in the end. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> that never gets old.
4: Yeah, I'd love for Joel to declare that to be your next film, because uh, I listen. What whatever was before Gnome Name Norm, I listened to those back to back as I was exercising, and it was it was so funny to you know hear Joel so excited about this movie, and then just five minutes later. <laughs> total you know total change of opinion wasn't
3: it awesome
4: well, best oh that delicious. was that was classic and and I, so i experienced it better than anybody because i
2: that's pretty I funny heard it in
4: rapid succession rather than
2: having to wait <laughs> you know it's pretty funny actually well i don't remember if i cut it out or not jay but was it it was a dc cab episode where we made the discovery that the twin brothers the barbarian brothers or whatever remember yes they were in that movie double trouble oh now, yes you did really, not cut that out that's it that's still, that's still, in the still on You're the, like we gotta see that oh, and we it's still on the list dude. we are so see that's what i want 2014 to be all about munchies yeah. and double trouble <laughs> and movies <laughs> that i'm gonna want to like jump off a bridge
3: <laughs> so, we'll so have
2: you done the barbarian the brothers no we haven't done that i know I, they did it isn't that what they're known as too is i know it's the name of a movie they did right yeah it's the name of a the movie they did um
4: with eva larue who Oddly enough, I just saw on HGTV that Hoppy and <laughs> Keller was watching the other day. I was like, wasn't well, she in the Barbarian Brothers? But uh, yeah. <laughs> and then your wife said, feature.
2: what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she sent me to the basement again. <laughs> I got it. I got it. Uh. <laughs> uh, so have you seen the Barbarian Brothers then? I have. Yeah. Is, mm-hmm. is, is, it, is it everything we've dreamed of and more?
1: No, oh, don't tell absolutely- <laughs> absolutely-
2: him. <laughs> Grooms, have you seen it? No, but we got to put it on our list. Okay. <laughs> yeah, we do a double feature. Yes, right. double because they're double twins. Trouble. Double trouble and the Barbarian <laughs> Brothers. I'm writing that down as we speak. Oh, hey, we haven't done a double feature in a long time, Jay.
3: No, we haven't.
2: Actually, yeah, was, la- was the last? was last? Was it the Master of the Universe Garbage Book Kids one?
3: No, hmm. no, we've done a we've done well. We kind of split up the Goonies Monster Squad into two episodes, uh, and then we did uh, Pee Wee's Big Adventure. Was, that was
2: the last one. Yeah,
3: was uh yeah double feature. So, and Big Top Pee Wee.
2: Yeah double trouble. So what
3: all. was your pick?
2: Oh, I didn't have one. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I, I figured you would assume knowing me as a Don Coscarelli fan who specifically loves him some Bubba Hotep that I'd go Bubba Hotep, but no,
3: now, I knew you'd avoid that one because I, I picked mean. it.
2: I've used it like four times. <laughs> so, yes.
3: And we just covered the Beastmaster. Yes. Yes. So and Kevin used John dies at the end.
2: Yes. So no, I did not go that route. All right. I instead went with a movie. And again, I remember reading all about in Fangoria. Yet do not recall ever seeing, but it could be that I'm just blocking it out. I I don't know. It is from 1995. It is the demolitionist. Do either of you remember this motion picture?
4: Oh, uh, Robert Kurtzman did the yep. special effects. Well, he direct, yeah, he
2: directed it. And I know, uh, I remember hearing you say, Doug, doesn't, isn't Kurtzman like from your hometown or your neck of the woods or something? Well, not,
4: not my hometown, uh, but the town I was in before we came okay. to California. Okay. His, his people, uh, ran the trash company and you always had to go in to pay and they have his posters all over the wall. So, yeah, cause he's a guy who
2: started K and B with Nicotero and burger. So it was, you know, uh, K and B effects. It was Kurtzman, Nicotero and burger. Oh, okay. Yeah. So that, he was originally with that crew. Oh. He did like the original, like Evil Dead 2. And I mean, the list, it's, it's one of those crazy lists that goes on and on. So yeah, he, Greg Nicotero, and, and, um and, uh, why am I, Howard Berger? That was it. Yeah. So yeah, but Robert Kurtzman directed this. And I want to say, hold on, I'm going to cheat momentarily. Special effects. Actually, I guess he must have had a hand in it because there's nobody, it wasn't like he got the the K and the B or the N and the B rather to, uh, to join him for this one. I want to say this is his directorial debut and it was what he did. Cause he actually left K and B and moved cause it was it in Ohio. Were you in Ohio at that time or was it a different state?
4: Yeah. Uh, yeah, I was in Ohio. I don't know that he was ever there at the same time that I was there. Okay, Cause I think, I know
2: he moved away from Hollywood and like started a production company or something away from Hollywood. That was yeah. somewhere else. Big, yeah. yeah. And, but with this movie actually starred Nicole Eggert, from Charles in Charge. Charles like, in Charge. Yeah, the, the little cutie, uh, the older sister, or whatever. Yeah. Also Bruce Abbott, who played Dan Kane in Reanimator and Beyond Reanimator and uh, Re-An- Brighter Reanimator, and <laughs> also <laughs> Reanimator. I don't know. And, and so all of uh, all of those. Uh, it, Peter Jason is one of those guys. You may not know the name, but you know him the second you saw him. Uh, Heather Le- Le- Lagenkamp is mm-hmm. uh, from Nightmare on Elm Street. Is in it as well. Richard. Greco come on do you remember if looks could kill with him actually yes. I remember liking that movie ah, I could hold on Jason I gotta write something down <laughs> if, if looks, looks could, kill. could kill yeah
4: all right look. I have it if you need it oh there you go <laughs> yeah
2: all, What's really sad you know the only part I remember dude besides the cool car is doesn't at some point he wear x-ray glasses or something like it and there's this really attractive young lady that he ogles like, that's my Ye- only memory of that movie.
4: Yes, that happens. And then he ogles uh, someone else who turns out is not really a very attractive lady.
2: Oh, <laughs> that's probably why I blocked out everything after that point. So anyway, yes. uh, <laughs> no, wait, how does this relate? Oh, because if you let me get there, buddy. <laughs> oh, by the way, also Jack Nance, who is an in Eraserhead, isn't it? But I Tom Savini. I would like to point out it also has my boy, Mr. W- one ice cream vending demon killing machine <laughs> oh. Reggie Bannister is in the demolitionist that is nice. why I picked it that is how it connects and you know what I love about Reggie Bannister and people like him and I mean that in a very positive not a disparaging way is he owns it like he he owns the persona and how he's known he doesn't try and you know be something you know yeah I, mean, I don't know maybe in real life he does I don't know but from everything I've ever seen to the guy like he owns what he does and who he is like, he doesn't try and like, oh, why can't I get the big, you know, awards at the shows? And no, 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 no. He's Reggie Bannister and he owns it. And I love that. So <laughs> the Demolitionist is from I 1990- always
3: get him confused uh, with with the dude from The Last Dragon that played Eddie Arcadian.
2: They do look uh, similar. Oh, yeah. They do look <laughs> yeah. similar, minus the ponytail, because I think Bannister still has the ponytail.
3: But they've hey, got the same hairline and everything, yep. so... <laughs> There's a similarity. I would agree if you that.
4: go into the sequels, uh, I don't know if you guys are aware of this or not, but Reggie puts together a four-barrel shotgun uh, to use on the tall see, man, see so... See, how awesome
2: is that? I nice. You know,
4: it, it you, you can't get much more awesome I, than four-barrels.
2: Nice. I, th- I think of him, it, I think of Bruce Campbell as being of a higher tier, but not always, because up until, like, you know, probably even, you know, maybe you could say... Burn notice. Maybe, Bubba Hotep, I think, because people started taking him more seriously, it, it, believe it or not, for those people that want to mock me. Um probably none of them listen to this podcast, but other people in my life would be like, Oh, Bubba <laughs> Hotep, yeah, I took him serious as an actor. You know what? He's awesome as Elvis fighting demon mummies. Um
3: <laughs> Yeah, I don't think that that elevated him. Yes, much. it did,
2: actually. No, it did. Yeah, <laughs> no, I'm serious, like on the uh the um indep- independent like independent uh uh film festival circuit, he actually that movie got a butt ton of awards. So Right. but it was that and then leading into, I think burn notice is probably one of the most mainstream things where he's been front yeah. and center. So, but I think of Reggie Bannister as being of the same, like, you know what I'm saying? Like that kind of persona and it, you know, known for what he does being B movie guy. Uh, I, yeah. I would argue Bruce Campbell probably has a lot more range, but still I think of them in the same classification, I guess the way to put it. Gotcha. So very good for whatever that's worth. so, Gentlemen. Demolitionist. The demolitionist yeah. And Jason, we may I may need to like cut this part out here and insert it where it belongs. What was your rating on the movie? <laughs> <laughs> I never got mine or yours.
3: No, I'm gonna have to agree with Dog. I think it's a three. I think that that there's there's enough really pretty shots in it, and the music was fantastic, and there were some neat elements to it. Um, and, and that's what I was trying to explain when I said I didn't hate it. I liked it. I didn't think it was a Brilliant horror movie, and I don't think it belongs in that upper echelon of horror films uh from even that time period, but um i didn't hate it, and I would watch it again just to kind of think, what did I miss and what else was going on plus there were some neat neat mm-hmm. um scenes in it that I liked, so you know it was okay it,
2: it, it might be the the c and d talking, and I know that we said we can't do decimal points, so there will be no point five in my rating, but i'm going to go a four really yeah i'm going a four, and it's it's in the same way that I feel about movies like, you know, Basket Case and two and three or, <laughs> you, you know, any any movies like that where I grew up with them. I was, a, you know, high school when I was really big. into like the thing it's, I had this weird in the same way, Doug. It's weird that you kind of have a I don't know if you I want to speak for you this way, but I have kind of a warm fuzzy for Friday, 13th, part six. It's it's a it's a disturbed warm fuzzy, but I kind of have this weird affection Four. Yeah, I get that. You get what I'm saying. So it's like, yeah. I, and, and and at the end of the day, it, this, yeah, folks, go on. That's uh, a four. Just the score, <laughs> the four, at least. So yes, I give it a four out of out of five days. So I would definitely kept this one out a couple of days. I don't know that I would have gone to the extent of of, of telling a fib to the really really excited video clerk <laughs> that is just in love with their life. That I. What'd that, you think? Yeah. <laughs> so yes, four for me. And that is Phantasm. And that is the yeah. show. That is episode 100 in the can. Gents. Wow. Doug. All right. Yes. Thank you so very, very much, my friend, for being here for our 100th episode. Thank you. What a great episode to be on. Thanks a lot for having me. We appreciate the lies. Thank you, Doug. And, <laughs> and, and it is always an honor, And we need to have you on again before the next Spooky Flicks Fest. Okay, Barbarian Brothers, dude. I would love to. to okay. do it. <laughs> Okay, love to do Barbarian Brothers. He's got
3: with first you. dibs. We guarantee uh, it.
4: Okay, are, right. are you sure? <laughs> uh, no, because I, I I only saw it once, okay. late at night, okay. a long time ago. But because um, just so
2: we're clear, no matter how you come down on it, I'm going to pretty much make you play, crow the entire play the
3: sound back and fo- uh, sound back to back on it.
2: I really see what I love about movies like that is they're almost always uploaded the entire movie. Somebody uploaded the whole thing YouTube because it's only available on VHS. Nobody bothers taking it down. I can get so many great sound bites. It's but then yeah. again, then there's a movie like Trick or Treat where I have the trailer. Really? Come yeah. on. Oh, I know. <sighs> anyway. Which the Mark Price Trick or Treat? Yes, we're doing that that one next. Oh, I, I watched it on YouTube yesterday. I I, I the whole movie? Yeah, I watched you sh- the whole movie on YouTube yesterday. What's the whole oh, – you know, no, I'm not thinking of Trick or Treat. I was thinking of Phant- uh, Phantasm and then um, – not Phantasm. What was Jason, what was the one? Was it The Exorcist? Maybe it was The Exorcist Part 3. Oh, yeah. That one, I don't know. I Phantasm
3: think, was hard to find, too. I mean, well, it was hard have... to
2: find, but I ended up having a copy that I downloaded a long time ago from YouTube. Uh, hypothetically, of <laughs> course. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, but, yeah, no, you're right. I think you're right. Trick or Treat. Ares
3: one- was another one that was really –
2: Parents. It was parents. That was the other I one. rent that one. Okay. Yeah, I couldn't get any audio off of that thing. That was a because other than the trailer, I got a few lines yeah. from the trailer. That was what it was. It was. You're right. Trick or treats there. Never mind. Strike that. I'll, yeah. I'll edit yeah. it out.
1: <laughs> so, no
2: problem. Yeah. So anyway, yeah. So Barbarian Brothers. It's it's on it's on the schedule. Okay. Yeah, sometime excellent. in Q1 2014, you'll be back.
4: All right. Sounds good, guys. Uh, Look forward to it. And I really uh, it's been a great time. Really fun.
2: Awesome. Awesome. And so we thank Doug and of course, check out his his crazy, creepy, cool movies and never seen it. And what is the specific name of the Twilight Zone one? 80s anthologies episode by episode. Nice. Nice. Which I have downloaded them. I just. And I listened to a couple and I'm like, I really would like to go back and watch these before listening. Oh, yeah. And then yeah. I realize you guys go through so many. I'm like, yeah, Joel, come on. Be, be honest. <laughs> be real. So, yeah, so definitely check his stuff out. Fantastic. And of course, again, thank you to our buddies at Midnight Syndicate for being so awesome. Let's use the music. MidnightSyndicate.com. Check the show notes. Link in there to everything, including Doug's stuff. Everything is there. And of course, thank you to Professor Griffin for mm-hmm. doing the phenomenal intro there we really appreciate that and again link up to all of his great stuff so I believe oh and of course our buddy Kevin Spencer uh, I will tell you now all all the show art is Kevin Spencer light because my buddy Kevin has been very busy and so I took elements that are the elements that are awesome are his let's just put it that way (laughs) (laughs) everything else may or may not be me but (laughs) <laughs> Take it for what you will. Uh, so, yes, yeah, so always thank you to him because he always gives us a great art and the next episode in, Jay, is Trick or Treat for 1986.
3: I know. Ozzy Osborne. Yeah,
2: so we're going to be joined by a couple of amazing folks and I'm going to leave that as a surprise.
3: Yes, <laughs> it's going to be they, awesome.
2: One of them may or may not have been named Skippy on a famous <laughs> web series called Skippy's Life that lasted nice. two episodes and then got pulled for copyright reasons. But, Definitely check it out. It's the next episode, episode 100 in the can. Jason, any final words?
3: Well, let's just say I just don't get off on funerals, man. They give me the creeps, (laughs) unless it's in a cemetery. (laughs)
1: You play a good game, boy. The game is finished. Now you die. I just
2: realized he said you play a good Game Boy.
1: <laughs> I should have had an effect in there. Yeah. Yeah. Pink, 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 bing,
0: pink. Bing, bing, bing,
2: bing. A Tetris, <laughs> Tetris sound effect. <laughs> Gentlemen.